just to imagine what that life of not the nine to five and, and be able to have that freedom. Ultimately, when I could see that, I felt it and uh, just it, it carried me, carried me on my way. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. On this episode, I speak with Greg, who is the founder of Metamo, a transformational travel company that specializes in adventurous journeys to East Africa. So listen on to find out how Greg has been able to explore the world in unconventional ways. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Greg. Hey Greg, how are you? Hi Debbie, I'm doing great. Good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? I live an offbeat life because I'm always thinking outside the box as much as I can, looking for that opportunity to see things differently, to be bold and, and try new things, and uh, at the same time, keep a steady beat with life, you know, with people and, and keep family and, and friendships intact, and, but still not afraid to go off grid and quit a job after 25 years to start a new endeavor or whatever may come my way. So Greg, I know for a lot of people, when they think about someone who left their nine to five, go off and travel the world or do something really different with their life, they're thinking about millennials, Gen Z generation, but you did this, you were at a job that you've been at for 25 years and you've already been a traveler, someone who's super adventurous. But you started a new life for yourself after 25 years of being in the same place that you loved to do something else. What was that transition like? Why did you decide to do that after all of these years to start doing more adventurous things? Right. And I love that, by the way, because it just shows us that you can do this at any age. Well, thanks for asking that question, because I don't really talk about it too often. So it's got me looking back on the evolution of that. I've been doing you know, African safaris in, in East Africa for 20 plus years. So it was uh, definitely a passion and definitely something I always dreamed about doing full time to see what it would be like to, you know, take a different course and really go for that passion. But I love my job. I love you know, the community I was with and worked for, but it was also, it was way more than that. You know, it's uh, my family had been five generations in that environment, in that school. Uh, as an educator, so you know it's an entire community that I I absolutely love, and I'm, I'm you know obviously still a part of it. But to leave that was I never really could could imagine that. And then one day I was talking to my wife, and and uh, I I got to give her so much credit or so much you know because you're only as happy as your wife is, and 
you know, I was talking to her and I said, hey, you know, what if I were to take kind of the kind of meager retirement that they kind of gave us, which wasn't much at all. And I said, if I were to leave and, and really go for this African safari full-time, you know, major push to make this dream happen. And she said, go for it. And that just was the changing point. So, but even with that, it took shedding a lot of stuff over many months to get to the point where I finally made the decision to do it. And, um, you know, one of the things about my job is I was constantly in a position to be able to help uh, students and people. And and so I was trying to imagine what that would be like not having that in my life. That was a big part of it. As I thought about it, you know, and really decided that, you know, no matter where you are in life, you can help people. So why not go for something that's a dream? Uh, yeah, I'm you know, getting to be 60 here fairly soon, but, you know, it, it was more just being bold and, and, and trying a new course because I've always done that with other things as well. So, yeah, so I just went for it. And it was, it was extremely difficult personally to leave. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. So the timing is interesting, uh, but people are going through so much that this is just my own little world. But it definitely was timing that allowed me to, it gave me the time to really build the foundation, really recreate the brand in a major way. And yeah, it's been quite the adventure. I love that. And also you talked about shedding a lot of things before you actually made this decision. And for so many of us that happens, right? And I'm sure for you, Greg, this has happened several times in your life. You know, you did a lot of different things before and then now. What makes you really go for something else, something more that you have in your life? Because that is really difficult, especially when you are in something that you've been in for such a long time. What was that mental block that you really had to get over before you finally did this? And I know you talked to your wife about this and she was, you know, you had that conversation and she was okay with it. But for you, what was it that was stopping you, even though you knew this was something that you really wanted to do? I maybe haven't thought about this quite like this until now, but it hit me when you said that, that it's, for me, it was the being able to have the vision to see what that life would be like and be able to picture that 10 years out, you know, or, or longer. And when I can start to see it even more clearly that this life of adventure could be a part of everyday existence, right? With travel and with, once the vision comes and I can see it, I go for it. I also remembered back to one time I was working uh, on a safari for a client. He was a doctor from Texas and, and his daughter. And I was in the Bahamas. We were on vacation, but I, this is many years ago, and I, but I was working on this plan. And it was the warm breezes, turquoise water. We're in this really cool place. And I had to take care of the finishing touches of this safari for this gentleman. Uh, the daughter climbed Kilimanjaro and then they met in, in Kenya. And so I got to finish this up and you know, he was off and on his way. And I thought, wow, to be able to do this on the computer from like the Bahamas. And this was probably 10, 12 years ago. Um, and I'll never forget that feeling. So I thought about that and that kind of helped me along as well, just to imagine what that life of uh, you know, not the nine to five and, and be able to have that freedom. 
And I know you talk a lot about freedom and, and really ultimately when I could see that, I felt it and uh, just it, it carried me carried me on my way. And this is something that I actually just recently talked about. And this is something that I found for myself too. I think the last year, maybe a little sooner or recently than that is everyone always thinks about happiness, freedom, equating to money, right? Like I need to make a certain amount every single month, a year to be really happy. And for me, living in New York City, I see so many people making a ton of money and they're just so unhappy with their life. And then I've gone traveling and also have met friends who don't make as much, but they have a life that is so much more fulfilling. And I actually started think about it in a different way. And I, I spoke about this in a recent solo episode that I had about re kind of re restructuring the way we think about that type of life, like really happiness and freedom and what we want, that instead of thinking about what you're making every single month or every year, think about the lifestyle that you see yourself in and figure out how much money you actually need for that lifestyle, right? Because maybe you don't need like $200,000 a year to afford that living. Maybe you just need like 80,000 or even 50 to really live a happy life for yourself. So it really depends on what that looks like. And I love that you had that moment of clarity, you know, a decade ago and thinking about it back then. And you're like, that's my life of freedom, of happiness, of being in front of like beautiful turquoise waters and helping people create their own adventures, you know? So that is, I love when people have those senses of clarity in their life. And when you think about those times, it's not the amount of money you're taking in your pocket. It's about the experience you're having, right? So it's so mind boggling, I think, when I finally realized that. And when you when you touched up on that, Greg, that's so amazing. Well, you're doing a great job uh, communicating with that because it's it doesn't get talked about enough, and it's really important what you just said. I think about it sometimes in terms of being life is transient to a point, and one day we're going to all be on our deathbed. You know, God willing, we have you know longevity. But looking back from all cultures, from all walks of life, people at that moment don't look back and say, "How much money did I make? How much?" You know, it comes down to what I didn't do with my life or what I was able to accomplish helping people or living the life that, that, you know, matches with my inner core. So I do think that's really important uh, for young people, older people, whatever is to look beyond looking backwards. And so money is certainly important, uh, obviously, but, and you have to be successful as a business and you can't just rely on your creativity and everything forever. I mean, you have to, Definitely um, be a, you know smart with business and prudent, but absolutely that yeah. balance is really key. And, and it's I've always been that way. So when I was young, I I would work. You know, my friends were all for the most part doing their careers and jobs, and I would go work for a year or two, save my money, and be on the road for a few months, traveling <laughs> on the cheap, right, on a budget. But um, that's where the greatest things happen. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. I love talking and I love money. I think money is a great tool and we all need this. And I think also 
the other side of this is people thinking money is evil, money is bad, you shouldn't talk about money. I love talking about money. Mm -hmm. I love making money. I think it's such a huge tool because you can also help so many people with it, mm -hmm. right? And but again, to think about it as a tool, as a way for you to make your life better, not, you know, as a way for you to like, oh, my gosh, to imprison you because it can become a prison for for you when when you think about it in that sense. So I think it took me such a long time to get to that point, to think about it in a different way. And now I'm like telling everybody about it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is how I'm thinking now. Hopefully it changes like your way of thinking, too. And for you, Greg, I know you've changed what you're doing now recently. What was it like for the people around you? Were they kind of like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Or people were in awestruck. Were they like, oh, my gosh, I wish I could do the same. What was that experience like? What were people's reactions when you told them that you were leaving a, a quote unquote stable job to start this new adventure for yourself? Wow, you know that that was a profound moments with with my deep my friends. I have deep relationships with them, you know, going back decades in, in some cases, and it was uh, it was a bit of a shock. Um, it was emotional, and it was also enlightening in the sense that every one of them was very supportive. Like you could just sense, like, go for your dreams. Absolutely, everybody without question, have that, that I'm close to have that reaction. Like, why not go for it? Now's the time. And I think that it, it helps people in some way look at their own journey and say, maybe I should consider leaving, you know, not leaving the job, but following a dream of some sort. So, and I have to say, like, you know, I worked in the nonprofit world. So it was more of a vocation in the sense that I really didn't even some years didn't even know what I was making hardly, you know, as a, as a teacher in a private Catholic high school, it was, you know, something, uh, obviously it may, had to pay the bills, but that wasn't the primary reason. I also founded, you know, my wife and I founded a nonprofit that we worked on for, it's working on 20 years now. So when Matama was being conceptually formed, the, the major rebrand, we wanted to have a philanthropic part of that. So that kind of helped me as well, because it's one of the, the most things I'm most passionate about with Matamo is that for every traveler that comes with us, we put a child through school for a year and that's transformative in itself. And so that idea of transformation, I looked at this back to your earlier question. I, I do think about the concept of transformation and transformational travel and in life. So that transformation of leaving a job and kind of shedding, you know, kind of that metamorphosis, if you will, for all of us, whatever you're doing in life, that, you know, that idea of a new, a new start and adding the philanthropic element to it was it helped me along as well, because that I get very passionate about that, having the ability to, you know, help a child go to school that wouldn't have been in school otherwise. I mean, for me, that's that motivation that deep down, I, I'm most excited about. Yeah. And that is one of the best things that you can do in your business is not only help yourself, but also other people in a different form and sense, you know, and I think that's one of the most fulfilling things about creating a business is when you can finally start affecting other people's lives. 
And that has been a part of your mission, you know, even as an educator and now as someone who does plan trips for other people. But then there's also another thing that goes along with it, which is to help children get education. And I love that. I love that there's a bigger purpose for it and that you are really doing something that is not necessarily different, right? Because it's still in the educational sector too. You put a little of your own twist to it. So that is pretty awesome for you. So when you started this new business that you have, which is a travel company, you help people plan, you know, really out of the box type of travel. How did you get your first clients? especially now when it's really hard to do this. And I know that maybe it's so different and absolutely it's so different from what you thought it was going to be when when you were starting it out. How are you trying to reach clients? How are you doing now with everything that's happening in the world? There's two parts to that. One is there's been ex- a long history and existing clients that have go back to the late 90s, you know, that have traveled uh, with us and have been, you know, become friends and have been on the journey and, and, and many times, several have been back multiple times with us. So I have, a, there's a long history there. So I was able to build on that. And then there's, you know, the word of mouth that comes from that. So there, there's that organic part of it that is strong. And then the other newer start of it is, uh, phase of it is the putting ads out there, basically, you know, through social media and getting the word out in in all kinds of ways, including a podcast, including some other direct emails and uh, really trying to capture that niche that that is our market, which is people that can afford such a trip. Obviously, this is, you know, talking Africa, it's a it's a it's a big ticket item. But what we offer is to take care of everything from the moment they touch down. So there's not all these hidden fees and that type of thing. We, we just want complete decompression, complete relaxation, and just an incredible couple-week journey where they, they're not worrying about anything at, at all. And in fact, they're able to you know, get recharged completely for their own personal and even for their professional life. So it's really been uh, interesting going out through social media because it was new to me to be able to market uh, and to... Uh, advertise in that way. Uh, but people are really, you know, feeling or they've been pent up with this, you know, travel bug. It's been dormant for a while. And, and now they're really excited about traveling. So I do think that um, we're in a whole new world, if you will, of, of excitement for travel. Yeah, I agree with that. I think once the pandemic is, you know, it's not as it is right now, there are going to be a huge surge in travel because people just want to get out. They want to leave. They want to do something. They want to go back to normal. They want to start traveling, seeing people that they love. And I think it's going to be a huge, huge boom in the travel industry, probably in a year or so. So hopefully you're prepared for that, Greg. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I should say there's excitement, but people are not quite ready completely to bite the bullet right and they're but they are excited they're they're reaching out and they're talking about the months to come and you know with africa Mm -hmm. especially i think it's a a journey people start to plan 
a year ahead of time, six months ahead of time. So yeah, it's coming. I, I, I do believe and and really, you know, to be honest, over in, in that part of the world in East Africa, Kenya, Tanzania, I mean, people are hurting. I mean, this is ripping has ripped lives apart. Every individual in the tourism market uh, takes care of seven family members for subsistence. So I think there was 12,000 people a month for many, many months were lost their jobs in Kenya alone. So you can imagine the impact there. So, but we're starting to see more travelers and people are again, uh, interested in, in looking forward and booking trips. So yeah, I think it's going to be really amazing. And I can't wait to see that surge for you, your business and for everyone else in the travel industry, because it is really hard right now. But I think like I, I mentioned, there's going to be huge differences. I think the way we travel is going to be different. I think the way we see life is going to be completely different. There's going to be so much more appreciation to everything for everything. So I cannot wait for that. All right, Greg, so let's talk about maybe 20 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Well, you know, you, you put me 20 years ahead right now and I, looking back on my life, I want to be known for helping people to find their dreams, to experience new ways of thinking and in particular, I would like to know that the life of children have been transformed through the work that their lives really were impacted in a way that completely transformed the trajectory that they looked back and they remembered going to school and then they went to school and they went all the way through and maybe on to a career in Kenya, Tanzania. And then on the home front that the Matamo community grows, it's a, a legacy to be left. Uh, the next generation to continue on. Those are things that come to mind. I love it. And I'm sure there's going to be so much to come and I can't wait to see what you're going to be doing with that next. I love that. All right, Greg, before we say goodbye, I have five rapid questions for you and you have to answer them in one sentence or less. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. All right. So first question, what has been the best money you've ever spent while abroad and why? The best money I ever spent abroad would be, that's, that's, you know, I think it was the money I would work in a yogurt shop. I worked in a yogurt shop for 16 months and then I spent that money on a, a 10 month adventure around the world, deep through wow. sub-Saharan Africa and across India and on around the world. So uh, I spread it out over those months. That is amazing. I'm sure you have a ton of stories with that. <laughs> yes, I and do. To, to go and work at a yogurt shop and to be able to travel the world, that's incredible. I wish we could do that. I wish I could do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and describe what your ideal day would look like, Greg. Well, I would be back in the Bahamas, looking at the turquoise water and finishing up a safari plan for somebody uh, ready to go live their great adventure. Yeah, just like a decade ago, right? <laughs> that was probably even like 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. My kids were small, so. Uh, where is the best location to live, do you feel, 
as a remote worker? My wife and I are talking about maybe where we would like to live, you know, and we throw out Costa Rica, somewhere in Central America, but yeah, somewhere where, you know, it's tropical, not terribly expensive. So that would have to, I think, factor in and uh, yeah, and somewhere near the water. That sounds amazing. All right. So if you could have a superpower, Greg, what would it be? If I could have a superpower, I would, mm, this is a good one. Um, I think I would be, I, I would want to, I'm, I'm a little bit stumped, to be honest with you. I, ha, I have to think about that one. <laughs> All right. We'll go back to Sorry. that one. Let's yeah. do. It might, what, it might come to me here. Yeah, exactly. So what's the one thing that you wish you did sooner? I think this will talk about money. I think the idea of saving 25 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, putting into a Roth IRA uh, when I was younger and just contribute to that. And just because you're not going to, I mean, generally you're not going to miss it. So doing that when you're, when you're young and letting that build, it's incredible. I think if you put a hundred dollars a month until you're 65, I think it's like $1.3 million or something like that into a Roth that's, you know, after taxes. So I do believe that would have been a prudent thing to do. Yeah. Right. The sooner, the better. Love it. So you think you can um, answer the superpower question now? (laughs) Well, I think I would want this. I would want to be able to help more people. I'm just trying to find a way to have that power to do that and to be able to change lives and to make a difference. So uh, I guess I would want to, be able to do several things at the same time to be in a classroom teaching to be on the road leading a group maybe to to multiply yeah (laughs) the power of multiplication (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's an awesome one and i thought of another one too a good superpower maybe could be allowing people to see another person's point of view i think I think that would be a good one, especially with today's world. Well, I think it's like with any time in like the world, there's always like differences in opinions, you know? And I think a lot of times because we are so honed into our own opinions and our own beliefs that most of the time we actually don't listen to each other. And we're more about like finding ways to prove ourselves right. And I think it would be a cool superpower to allow people to to also see another person's opinion. Not to say they have to agree with it, but the reasoning behind that and, and to be able to listen to it. I think wow, we would have. That, that would be right? spectacular, right? <laughs> to be able to, on anything, you know, just to be able to have that gift. That wouldn't that be awesome? And be like, okay, we're all in this room. Oh, and I then all it. of a sudden. I might not agree, but now I understand. Yeah, right? At least you're like, okay, I, I see your point of view. <laughs> a little less hate and a little more understanding I think is is always good for everyone. <laughs> yeah, and one one more thing about looking back on life it just hit me is like to have been a good father, to be a good husband, to be able to have the family you know remember me in that way. That's certainly top top of the list as well. Yeah, that's I think 
as a parent, right? That's the best legacy you can have because you do have a legacy. Your children are your legacies. So yeah, that's an awesome one, Greg. Thank you so much for being here today with us, Greg. We really appreciate you and we love your journey. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Well, they can go to our website, which is matamo.travel. And matamo is the first half of the word metamorphosis. So matamo.travel. And they can also, they want to chat with me uh, anytime at hello at matamo.travel. That's hello at matamo.travel. If they want to hear some stories, they can always check out the podcast at Matamo Travel. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Greg. We really appreciate you. And um, yeah, we'll definitely check all of those things out. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me as a guest. I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Greg. Make sure to visit TheOffBeatLife.com. Again, that's TheOffBeatLife.com to get the extended interview where he shares how to explore the world in unconventional ways. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold. <laughs>